I'll now introduce our guest speaker. Politics has kept a great many of us busy of late. There's been no shortage of work for incumbents, hopefuls, strategists, and pundits, and no shortage of tough decisions for voters. The post-federal election buzz has, not, has yet to fully subside, and as October 6th quickly approaches, you can be sure that Ontario's provincial election will be another hotly contested race, one to watch. One of the key players in what will surely be a hard-fought political battle is with us today. In this, his first appearance at the Canadian Club of Toronto. Mr. Hudak, we've been looking forward to hearing your voice at this podium for some time now, and I'm glad that that day has finally arrived. Tim Hudak assumed leadership of the Ontario PC Party two years ago. Since then, he has traveled across the province, outlining his party's plans for the province's families and businesses, which can be summed up under three key themes. Reducing taxes, fiscal discipline that controls the size of government, and new standards and safeguards to improve transparency. Mr. Hudak has been a key player in provincial politics since 1995, when he won a seat for the riding of Niagara West Glanbrook. During his time at Queen's Park, he has held three different ministerial portfolios. As Ontario's tourism minister, he provided leadership to nurture the sector in the aftermath of the September 11th terrorist attacks. As consumer and business services minister, Mr. Hudak was instrumental in overhauling consumer protection laws. Automation of services was also a key mandate of the ministry under his leadership. When Mr. Hudak served the province as Northern Development and Mining Minister, mining taxes were at the lowest in Canada, which helped create new jobs in the industry and attract new investments. It comes as no surprise that the PC leader is passionate about things economic. He holds an economics degree from the University of Western Ontario and received a full academic scholarship to the University of Washington, where he obtained his Master of Arts in Economics. Before entering politics, he worked in his hometown of Fort Erie at the Economic Development Corporation. Today, he is here to outline his party's plans for Ontario's families in the upcoming election, and will discuss some of the changes that are planned for the province if the PCs are victorious this fall. Before we hear from Mr. Hudak, I'd like to direct you to the screens for a short video. People sometimes ask me, what kind of name is Hudak? It's a story told in households across our great province, coming to Canada for a better life. It's a Canadian name. I respect what you do because I know your story. It's a story of my family, of my neighborhood, of my hometown, the Ontario that made me. Both my parents were teachers. It starts with a family of educators, instilled with the values of a desire to help and the will to work. I know the struggles of middle-class Ontario. That's who I am. That's where I come from. You patrol the borders, 
a stone's throw from your childhood home, or earn your master's in economics. You buck the odds and get elected at age 27 and help a community stand up when they try to shut you down. Instead of more bureaucracy, more red tape, more pet projects, I will invest in health care first. You're selected to serve in cabinet not once, but twice. The liberal campaign slogan. The McGinty liberals won't raise your taxes. This time, we really mean it. (laughs) And to lead the charge for change in your province, your grandfather's province, because this is exactly what he had in mind. I want to be premier to stand up for families like my grandparents that came here to seek a better life. That would be like a wild dream for immigrants to come over to a new country and expect that you would have a leadership role in that new country. You get your best advice from ordinary Ontario families who work hard and play by the rules. Ladies and gentlemen, Ontario can lead again. We have a province to save. We have an election to win. And the last mile starts now. I know you are anxious to hear from our guests, so without further ado, please join me in welcoming Ontario PC Party leader, Tim Hudak, to the Canadian Club of Toronto podium. Thank you very much, uh, Nick, uh, for the kind introduction. Uh, friends, thank you very kindly. It's a, a great honour to speak for the first time at the Canadian Club. Uh, such a, a large crowd's uh, very moving, and sometimes in the, the opposition leader, somewhat unexpected. Sometimes being an opposition leader can be a rather uh, humbling experience. You travel for miles and miles to a church basement, and three or four people show up to listen to you. I remember going on a local cable show one time and driving there and finding out that I got bumped for the local pet show instead. <laughs> and pretty well every day, Nick, I have a, uh, uh, two daily reminders. Uh, some of you may know my wife Debbie and I added uh, a new member of the family this Christmas, a little redhead named Tavish. Ta- <laughs> Thanks, Tavish fans. Tavish is actually a duck-tolling retriever. Darling little dog, but helps me bring get back down to earth because every morning, uh, out walking Tavish, and the neighbors come by, big smile on their face, hands outstretched, and I realize it's actually the dog they're coming to see. <laughs> and then a few minutes later, the second reminder, when just like every Ontario taxpayer, take the plastic bag out of my pocket and realize there's a big mess I've got to clean up. <laughs> Friends, Nick, thank you very much for the, uh, the kind words. Uh, Nick's mom, of course, uh, Marianne. Uh, served with me in the Ontario legislature, uh, an MPP and a cabinet minister. Uh, I want you to pass on my best uh, to your mom, and uh, thank you as well, Nick, for your continuing of the family's tradition of getting involved, uh, giving back to the community, uh, and your eight years here on the board of the Canadian Club. Thank you, sir, for your leadership. 
I know there's a great number of uh, my colleagues here from the Ontario PC party, uh, many of our candidates as well that have put their name forward for nomination for this fall's election. Our convention this past weekend was a tremendous success, and I want to thank them all very much for their leadership and their dedication to this great province. And I also want to recognize uh, two former premiers who are in this room with us this afternoon, Premier Mike Harris, Premier Bill Davis. Thank you very much, gentlemen, both of you for joining us here today. Premier Harris uh, spent the weekend with us at the convention, which I deeply appreciate. And I want to thank uh, Premier Harris on behalf of uh, all of our uh, colleagues, uh, friends, and those folks here in the room for his dedication to the city, the dedication to building a great province of Ontario. Premier Harris, thank you for all your hard work and leadership. And I know uh, Premier uh, Davis and I spoke uh, earlier uh, upstairs. Uh, Premier Davis informed me that he has actually addressed the Canadian Club on nine separate occasions. Of course, he was only invited to speak four times. The other five, he got a little carried away. Premier Davis sitting with Ryerson uh, today, by the way. And Premier, I know your dedication to post-secondary education in our province. Premier will be very pleased that the Ontario Undergraduate Student Alliance actually called our plan change book uh, a great idea to help students in our province. So something that Premier Davis will be very pleased to hear. Friends, for 100 years, the Canadian Club has been at the forefront of debates that have shaped our lives. And of course, for most of that period, Ontario has been the engine of confederation, a shining star, a leader. There was no better place to live in this entire country or continent than Ontario. And it was those values that attracted my grandparents here across the Atlantic Ocean from then Czechoslovakia prior to World War II. And after working in many different jobs in the early years, my grandfather actually opened up a restaurant in 1928 on King Street, just a few blocks from here. Now, it turned out that 1928 wasn't exactly a great year to open up a restaurant. <laughs> and he was soon in the construction business. But my grandparents' stories, like so many here in the room today, they came to Ontario to build a better life for their family, for the generations that followed. And like my grandparents, for generations, Ontario families had a very straightforward path to get ahead. You work hard. You play by the rules. Support your community and be assured the future was bright for everybody gathered around the kitchen table. But sadly, we know it wasn't that way in Ontario today. Today, life has become increasingly unaffordable for many families. Surprise, new taxes have taken repeated bites out of the family budget. Expensive experiments are driving up our hydro bills. And private sector job creation has stalled and this government has dug itself in an historic budget hole and refuses to relinquish the shovel. We look at the last eight years and we say enough. We say it is time for change. It gives families the relief they need, the hope that they deserve, and the time together they cherish. So this is how we will bring that change. It's called Changebook, and it's our party's commitment 
to Ontario families. And Changebook has been built from conversations we've had with families in every corner of this province. Talking to them in person at coffee shops and hockey arenas, on the phone, through email, Twitter and Facebook, and our unprecedented Have Your Say Ontario.ca survey, where 20,000 people participated, wondering moms and dads, students, small business owners, to have their say in how to build a stronger, more prosperous province of Ontario. We asked them to talk about their priorities, what kind of tax relief they want, their priorities for new investments, and how to move Ontario forward and make it strong again. And that kind of advice has resulted in Changebook's three main pillars. Change put more money back into the pockets of hard-working Ontario families. Change to guarantee key services like health care and education. And change to clean up government and demand personal accountability. So let me address each in turn. Taxes today in Ontario are too high. They're squeezing the budgets of Ontario families. They're killing business investment, thwarting job creation. And instead of raising taxes for most while lavishing breaks on a special few, a PC government will provide broad-based income tax relief for all Ontario families. We will lower taxes 5% for the first $75,000 of taxable income. That's $258 in annual tax relief for a person earning $70,000. And I believe it's unfair that the government treats two families who both have the same level of income on how they structure their homes and then charges them different taxes. It's not my wife's budget. It's not my budget. It's the family budget. And we should treat it that way when it comes to tax purposes. It's each family's right to organize themselves according to what works for them and their kids, whether it's somebody staying at home, two earners, one spouse working part-time. And that's why we're bringing forward income sharing, an important step that finally recognizes there really is a family budget. And income sharing means for a two-earner couple, $400 in annual tax savings. For a one-earner couple at $70,000, $1,400 in annual tax savings. An important step towards recognizing there is a family budget and giving relief to families right across our great province. An Ontario PC government will double the caregiver tax credit. That's compassion, and it's a relief that families taking care of growing children and aging parents desperately need. And a PC government will cancel the Liberal government's eco-taxes. These taxes do nothing to improve the environment. They simply add to the family burden. We already pay high enough electricity prices as it is. They do not need to pay an extra tax on a laptop or an Xbox, too. And friends, we will remove the HST from home heating and hydro bills and then remove the debt retirement charge from your hydro bill as well. If there is one thing that underlines everything wrong with the current government, it's the debt retirement charge. The debt retirement charge was put in place in 2002 to pay off what was called Hydro's residual stranded debt, dating back to some of the legacy projects of the 1980s. And all of that debt principle was fully paid by 2010, but the charge was never removed. 
In fact, it was extended till 2018. Can you imagine if a bank did this to a credit card customer? You've paid off your balance. Congratulations. But we're going to keep hitting you with debt interest payments anyway. They'd go to jail. But in Dalton McGuinty's Ontario, it's just another experiment in creative revenue enhancement. Under my leadership, it will be gone. And almost the very first thing that the current government did when it came into office in 2003 was to increase the basic rate of corporate income tax. It was the wrong move. It was the absolute wrong move at a time that deeply threatened Ontario's ability to compete in the global economy. Along with higher hydro prices, the result, 300,000 manufacturing jobs gone alone. We'll take a different path. When it comes to jobs, we are driven by one goal, to make Ontario Canada's leader in private sector job creation once again. We will cut the business tax rate to 10%. We will treat energy policy as economic policy and not a social program. Our energy decisions will be based on providing reliable and affordable energy to homes and businesses and not based on political correctness or the latest polls. And we will be the best partner that small business ever had. We will provide small businesses every possible advantage to succeed and grow. We will reduce time-consuming and job-killing red tape. We will provide greater ability to bid on government contracts. And we will unplug mandatory smart meter energy pricing and give small businesses and households a choice on their hydro bills. And we will make it the law that the provincial government cannot raise taxes without a clear mandate from the people they serve. Dalton McGinty can't do that. It's too embarrassing for a premier who broke his word twice when it came to increasing taxes. But I can, and friends, I will. Changebook's second pillar is to guarantee the services you need. As we relieve families of tax burdens, we will restrain government spending in a responsible way, and it will protect health and education. We will raise health care spending step by step by over our years of government, an extra $6 billion added to the health care budget by year four. But we won't be spending the money the same way today. These regional health bureaucracies, the local health integration networks, they actually used health care dollars to hire Walt Disney World performers to entertain bureaucrats at a Lynn conference. In fact, a PC government will abolish the Lynns, which have wasted $300 million in health care bureaucracy and put every penny into patient care for Ontario families instead. And we will institute wait time guarantees for emergency room care and actually hold hospital CEOs accountable for those guarantees. 
Excellent health care costs money. Ontarians pay the price, and we pay that price willingly. But we get mad when we are told to pay for fraud. It's against the law to lend your health card to a friend or relative visiting from another province or another country. But we all know what happens, and on a huge scale. And so we will crack down on health care fraud and require that everyone present photo ID if they have the old red and white card. Education spending will increase too. In fact, a $2 billion increase by year four. We will free teachers to teach, give them more authority in the classroom, and end this pressure on teachers to inflate grades. Beyond health and education, we will work to find 2% in responsible savings throughout the rest of government. That's two cents on the dollar each year until the books are balanced again. It won't be easy. I don't look forward to it. But it must be done, and it can be done smart. And despite the McGuinty government spending spree, Toronto has been rated as having the worst traffic in North America. Not Canada. In North America. And I'm a new dad who sits in traffic just like everybody else. And for me, traffic jams are personal. It's time stolen from time with my wife, Debbie, and my daughter, Miller. Every dollar I spend on infrastructure, I will spend with this focus. Will this money speed people faster on their way home? Will it move goods faster and create new jobs again? What Ontario can live without, we will live without. Believe it or not, we have almost 630 different agencies, boards, and commissions in our province. Honest to God, you could take any three letters of the alphabet, put them in any order you want to, and you get some government agency, board, and commission that you've never heard of, and you're paying millions a year to sustain. You put an E in front of it, you're up in the billions. <laughs> Our process will be straightforward. If it works, leave it alone. If it's broken, fix it. But if they cannot justify their existence, they go. We will shrink the public sector and bring public sector salaries into line with private sector realities. I believe in paying public servants what is fair, but I also believe in taxing Ontarians no more than is fair. We will bring fairness and democracy to our labour law, and we will uphold the right to a secret ballot vote in all certification votes. And we will introduce paycheck protection, so union members are never forced to pay fees towards political causes that they do not support. You know, unions spend more money on Ontario elections than political parties do, but with a lot less transparency, which means public sector collective bargaining Ontario often puts union leaders on one side of the table and politicians elected by union money on the other side. Who's fighting for the taxpayers? Obviously, Dalton McGuinty can't do it. I can, and I will.
I will work with environmental advocates for a more beautiful and sustainable Ontario. But the environment must never become an excuse for squeezing hard-pressed families or for cozy deals with government-favored contractors. In this northern nation, heat is not a luxury. In this industrial province, electricity powers our jobs. For Dalton McGinty to hike our hydro bills of ordinary families so they can pay higher prices to special favorites, it's a rip-off and it's wrong, and that's why a PC government will end the $7 billion sweetheart Samsung deal that is driving up our hydro bills. I hear this everywhere I go. Bills are too high already. Hard-working Ontario families do not need new energy taxes. And one thing we will not do, a Tim Hudak government will never do, is implement a carbon tax in any shape or form. When it comes to our communities, our government will restore a fundamental Canadian principle, one law for all. Lawbreakers will use their time in provincial prison to repay society, picking up litter, raking leaves. And I'd especially like to see prisoners using mop and pail to clean up their graffiti that defaces our city of Toronto and that threatens law-abiding citizens with this message. Gangs rule here, and there's nothing the authorities can do. If you entrust me with the government of Ontario, those who fight the law will find the law won. My friends, the last eight years have been tough on Ontario families. And in spite of it, they have not lost their resolve. They have never stopped believing in the great future of this beautiful province. And neither have I. But Ontario needs change. Change puts more money in your pocket and brings relief from taxes and skyrocketing hydro bills. Change that guarantees the services that you need with the very best standards in the entire country. And change that cleans up the government and eliminates the waste, the fraud, and the secret deals that have become a hallmark of the McGinty government. Change book is how our government will bring about that change. Changebook is how our government will take Ontario forward responsibly, with respect for the people of this province who pay the bills. The choice on October the 6th is very clear. More tax increases, more surprises, more misplaced priorities, more money wasted on bureaucracy. Or you can join with families across this province to make a better choice, a choice to put families first, a choice for a Tim Hudak PC government and a choice for the kind of change Ontario families deserve. My friends, thank you very much for your attention here this afternoon. Mr. Hudak, I'd like to welcome John Capabianco, Media Past President of the Canadian Club, to the podium. Thanks, Nick. 
Tim, it was a pleasure to have you with us today as you outlined for us the PC Party's plans to address a number of issues that are top of mind for residents of our great province. While the election hasn't officially begun, the race to raise awareness, motivate voters and articulate positions is well out of the gate. Making Ontario the best place to live and work and raise a family is a goal that we can all agree. Tim, you continue to demonstrate your passion and your commitment for Ontario. Your strongly held belief in affecting positive economic change clearly drives your change book. And with your experience in your previous ministerial roles, you are well prepared to succeed in the coming months and years ahead. Please accept our best wishes for a positive election campaign and do accept our invitation to return to the Canadian Club of Toronto after the election. On behalf of all of us, Tim, thank you very much. Thank you, John. Thank you again, Mr. Hudak. And uh, thanks again to our sponsors, the Institute of Chartered Accountants of Ontario and Campbell Strategies for your support. Uh, before we adjourn for lunch, I'd like to uh, mention uh, one last event this season that's uh, still open for, for ticket sales. On June 6th, Canadian Club of Toronto is pleased to recognize Peter Monk, the founder and chairman of Barrick Gold Corporation with our inaugural Lifetime Achievement Award. To order tickets to this or any Canadian Club events, please visit our website at canadianclub.org. This concludes our television programming, which will be broadcast on Rogers TV in the days to come. We are grateful to Rogers TV and 680 News for their ongoing promotion of Canadian Club events. Now, ladies and gentlemen, please stand and join me in a toast to Canada. To Canada. Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy your lunch.